0: Trash cam presents that one friend that asked you to help them move.
1: Yeah, Mike, I'm so glad that you're here, man. Appreciate you coming out here, bro. We don't have that much to move. I'm so glad that you came out, dude. No one else wanted to help me move, so I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man,
0: you've been my friend for a long time. It's no problem. I don't, I don't mind at all. And yeah, you said it's not that much stuff, so... I'm not real worried about it. You know what? It's 9 in the morning. We'll be out of here in a few hours, right? In a couple hours? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Yeah, sorry about the stairs and everything. But let, let, let me just give you a layout, man. So uh, we got we got the bed over here. We got the dresser. Um, we got uh, the table. We got the couch. Oh, man, I forgot to tell you, bro. We got this heavy all-more thing, dude. Uh, it barely fit in the door when I got in here, bro. It, it's pretty heavy, but... uh. Yeah, yeah, um, oh, dude, I also forgot we got that love seat. Bro,
0: you didn't tell me you lived on the fourth floor and we're still climbing stairs.
1: Yeah, bro, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, dude, like, yeah, it's a bunch of stairs, but we should be able to knock this out pretty quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Alright, man, so I guess, what, what do you want to start with, um, in all, you know, all all of it seems pretty pretty heavy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely heavy. So I figured since it's all heavy, I think we, we we can go ahead and start with the packing and everything like that. We can go ahead and just pack everything up because I haven't gotten a chance to pack all the all all my stuff up. So wait,
0: wait, like nothing's in boxes or nothing yet? Oh,
1: yeah, nah, bro, I, I just haven't had time. I mean, honestly, this, this move just kind of popped
0: up on me, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man, but didn't you have to give your place like a 60-day notice you were leaving? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, bro, but yeah, 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 we, we, I mean, it won't take us that long to box everything up, man. I mean, we could just throw everything in a box. I know I know, it looks like a lot, but it's really not when you just throw
0: it all up. Well, and, uh, when you gotta be out by, man? Like, when, when do we gotta have this all done? Oh, by?
1: yeah, I, I gotta be out by noon bro yeah we gotta be out by noon
0: bro right it's here. not in the morning like we got three hours yeah
1: yeah well we might as well we better go ahead and get get packing i don't have a dolly yeah yeah we
0: better get this better get started or else they're gonna have the security guard out yeah there. i don't have a dolly neither so uh
1: yeah we better get we better get started
0: hi i'm micah and i'm Chris. and this is the donut box podcast
1: Welcome back to the Donut Box Podcast, man. It's going to be a great episode. I'm excited, man. How are you doing this week?
0: Doing good, man. We're back to our normal format. Uh, We had a fun last week where we uh, remastered the first episode, which was always uh, great because we got to listen to it and go back to way back in the beginning and uh, do it the way we wanted to do it. So if you haven't heard that yet, go back and check out our last episode as well. Um, Really appreciate that. But yeah. We uh, appreciate all of our fans all across the globe. Um, man, where are some of the places internationally we got? Oh, of course, in Australia, down in Africa, in the
1: Middle East, uh, Canada, for sure. Also, a lot in the UK, in uh, London, of course, in Ireland, over in Spain, France, in the Russia area. So, yeah, we got a lot of national international listeners. Man,
0: U.S. wise, you know, don't don't make me start singing patriotic songs but east coast west coast north south all over the place our friends up in canada as well our neighbors to the north we really appreciate you guys so yeah man let's get started um with our first segment which is our old-fashioned donut which is a story or in this case it's going to be a character from our past so chris this person we've kind of talked about him before yes We have. You know, we really haven't expanded upon this character. I don't know, man. You know, I was thinking about this before the podcast. And I was thinking about, you know, because there's a lot with this person, right? Like, there's a lot. Like, we're we're probably going to have a few other segments just on this person, like, old-fashioned-wise. He's got to be one of the deepest characters that we have, wouldn't you say? Or at least, like, I don't know... for me, there's a lot there. Yeah,
1: I could I could talk a lot about this guy. Um, I, I will try to do my very best. I will. I promise. I will try my best to talk about him in a positive light. Uh, I don't know. He again. He was our our youth pastor. Uh, I think we called him Pastor Tim in a previous episode. Uh, well, I mean, he was our youth pastor. So think about it from sixth grade to uh 12th grade so about seven years uh we knew this guy and of course you, as you've been listening we were at the church almost every every week and multiple times during the week so we saw a lot of
0: this i'm gonna pause you just right quick i i don't know or just go ahead and finish your point but i got something i gotta ask you before we i was just gonna far. say
1: this guy is just a, a different uh different cat man like again if you grew up in church you always have that crazy youth pastor but this guy um, was on a different level, man, just on a different level. Do you,
0: do you remember the first interaction? Because we knew of him, right? Because, I don't know, we were in children's church beforehand, right? So, naturally, youth is the next step up, but, you know... We kind of didn't associate and why would the youth pastor associate with some kids? Right. So didn't really know each other, but once we moved over, what was your first experience with, do you remember your first experience with him? Like the first time you ever talked to him or had something happen? Cause I, I remembered mine for some reason. To be
1: honest, not really. I don't really remember my first ever interaction with him. I remember sitting in on his services. Um, To be honest with you, man, like, in those seven years, I can maybe tell you one or two things I ever really remember him preaching on just because he didn't really preach. He more went on uh, personal tirades or personal rants and then just picked out a scripture and then just decided to rant about Think him.
0: about... So, you know, we have what fries are donuts, right? Think about what fries are donuts you know not really in our style it would be in his but what fries your donuts except you put a scripture in front of it and then you talk about what fries your donuts after that that was essentially what it was Is that an accurate statement
1: yes it's basically a this is what fries my donuts this is what you're doing wrong and most of the time it whatever fried his donuts it was usually something that had happened to him maybe an encounter that he had had with a youth kid or maybe it was a uh, like a personal topic that just really made him mad. Somebody had done something to just make him upset or make him bad. And that's usually what his tirades were about.
0: Well, Chris, let's talk about it. Because in Season 3, we're going no holds bar. So the first thing... Um, let's see if you remember this. The first thing I remember was... Um, there was a lot against brands, right? Like, I remember some of the tirades were about brands and how they're not okay so let me give you a prime example so this was around 2010 um and i remember axe body spray was a big thing or axe period right i think they just come out with the body wash or something like that Um, and of course if you've ever seen an axe body spray or um axe commercial on tv um it's very it's kind of edgy right i mean it's very pg-13 i would say very it's a lot of time it's a guy with girl up on it you know it's good marketing i remember he would show us like a commercial an axe commercial like there's that and it's like but this same company also has dove like the the ladies you know soap and it's like you know showed that commercial and it's like women are beautiful and you know this soap you know how dove is right where it's like very gentle and you know i don't know that different marketing tone, and he's like, just the same company, and it's like, so we should outlaw, we should outlaw the parent company and everything like that, do you remember stuff like that? Oh, yeah,
1: I mean, there's plenty of people that are like, oh, yeah, don't, don't get Apple because the bite taken out of the apple is a code for the sin that Adam and Eve did, and I'm just like, okay, whatever, bro, I also remember, okay, so we're kind of, like, tying this in, but, like, so, whenever we were about to go, like, on these quote-unquote spiritual weekends where it was, like, all weekend long, like, you, it was basically like a lock-in, but, like, you were, do like, going to, like, worship sessions and all this stuff. Well, before you had to, like, fill out this paper, and basically it was, like, almost like a confessional of all the sins that you've ever done, and it was, like, and they have these boxes that you could check. It's, like, I've had impure thoughts, or I've thought about a woman this way. Da, da, da. Okay. Check. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Uh, I, I have played Dungeons and Dragons. You can check that box. It's like, Oh yeah. I've had Pokemon cards. I can check this box. And so I was like, okay, I don't know why Dungeons and Dragons is a sin. I don't know why Pokemon, Pokemon cards are cards. a sin either. Yeah. And so what you would do is that the, like it was on one of the nights, but they had like a whole message about, you know, submitting your sins to God. And you would take that paper and, and you would throw it in the fire, and it would be burned away. And I was like, I get the concept, but uh, like, I was like, Pokemon cards, really, bro? Or like Dungeons and Dragons? Like they were super like hardcore strict with like that stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. Some of the other ones I remember um, don't have craft foods like craft macaroni and cheese and stuff like that. Don't have any of that because they support uh, the LBGTQIA movement. It wasn't called that at the time, but there you go. Um, wasn't supportive to gay rights, so um, they were or craft was. So it's like we shouldn't support them as a church. I remember that. So don't have craft products. Um, the one that I remember the absolute most is I don't. I guess somebody had gotten in trouble, uh, and just kind of going back to what Chris said before. A lot of times we got this sort of thing because he caught somebody doing something they probably weren't supposed to, whether it was big deal or not. And I don't know. I guess he caught somebody with the gal or something. And I remember we had a Sunday school class with all boys, and it was in a different building than the main church building. Um, And so we were over that, over there, and all I remember is him going over the Song of Solomon and talking about... Um, He was just like talking about what love is. You don't know what love is and all this other stuff. And then all I remember, it's like, all you should be focused on, you should be loving Christ. And then all I know is it got worked all the way up to you don't have the balls to stand up for Christ. And that was the biggest thing. And I remember there was, um, I don't know why, there was always somebody that would come by and take numbers uh, is that still normal, Chris? If somebody would come by and be like, "How many people are in Sunday school?" kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like take attendance. Yeah, you
0: know, I just remember it being, you know, now it's not that huge of a thing, but I remember he said that right as the the number counter came in, and it was a it was a lady, and I just remember being like, ooh, he, he said, he said, you don't have the balls to stand up for Christ in front of her, ooh. But you know, it was always stuff like that. You know, it was always like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be you should be standing up for Christ, and you don't have it. You know you don't you don't have the discipline. Yeah, but he had,
1: he never came to our small group Sunday school class before, like, and so he came that one time and never came back again. So it was like, oh yeah, like definitely somebody messed up in the group. Like somebody, somebody had to. Messed but another up. thing that like they were big on was like you can't listen to like any secular music, and then they were like they were like don't. At they were like, don't have a, you can't have a Facebook, don't, or sorry, you can't have a MySpace, get Facebook instead because Facebook is the Christian alternative to MySpace. Look how that turned out. Which
0: I don't know who, which I don't know who brought that up. Hey, Mark Zuckerberg did not start that as no Christian thing or whatever. Like, I know MySpace had some crazy stuff on it, but I don't know. Anyways, um, there was that, but I'll tell you this much. Um, He also, side note, I remember I was listening to Christian reggae music. And if you didn't know that was a thing, it is. And there are some actually good Christian reggae folks out there if you want to listen to that. I remember listening to that and trying to convince him that it was Christian. And he ended up telling me that um, there were spirits in there that were going to come out. And it's the style of music. It doesn't matter what they're talking about. That sort of thing. Um, It would be stuff like that. Uh, but on the same token, what was interesting was he was a huge, um like, rock and roll fan or heavy metal fan. Like, he loved Christian, like, almost scream music, man. And then really hard metal music. And then, of course, he was back in the 80s, so he really liked this band called Striper. You remember the Striper stuff, Chris? Yeah, they were,
1: they were, they're actually pretty decent. Like, they're, they're, they're the equivalent of a, like, a Van Halen or a, um. Or one of those 80s hair bands, I guess. I say.
0: I'll say this. The the main singer guy um, definitely has a vocal range. Like, dude's got a really good vocal range. But he can hit a really, really high note, uh, which in the 80s was exactly what you wanted for rock and roll music. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's very good. But not when it was uh, on repeat, man. I remember there was one song in particular, To Hell With The Devil. That was the one that was like on repeat all the time. The
1: bad part is, is that he made us sing that song during worship time. Like
0: him Oh made, yeah, I do remember that.
1: Basically the the youth group was his was like his playground, like not in like a bad, like pedophile type way, but like it was his playground to where he was like, Oh yeah, I feel like putting on this music video, so I'm gonna put this on. Or we're gonna play this song for worship because I feel like it or we're gonna talk about this. Because I feel like it. And I'm telling you, man, like, he wouldn't call your name out, but he would make you a public spectacle. He would definitely embarrass you if you were messing up um, in a – Oh, sometimes sometimes
0: runaway. he would, though. Like, there oh, was yeah, a few he would call you spectacles. out. He would call you out by name. Right? I'm going to tell, sure. tell you a story.
1: I'm going to tell you a story really quick. Um, Divulge. I don't know why. I was – this is – I'm going to tell you this story, and then I'm going to tell you another story. I know we're running long on time. But so it's our it's our
0: podcast. Talk as long as you want. Just let it. So rip. first of all,
1: um, first of all, I remember during there was this party and it was called the masquerade party. And uh, and I was used as his sermon illustration, but I didn't volunteer to be used as a sermon illustration. He was talking about how how people like to wear masks and you can't really see who they are. And he just like walked out as he was talking to the middle of the crowd and like he just took my mask off. He was like, see He was like, you put this mask on, and da-da-da-da, and you try to make people think you're this and that. He was like, but on the inside, he was like, people don't really know who you are. And I was just like, and I was just kind of embarrassed because, like, everybody was looking at me, and I was like, bro, I don't know what this fool is doing. But okay. Then the second second story real quick, he was talking about, I don't remember what he was talking about, but it was in, like, his Sunday school small group, and he was all talking about how, um, how even though you're still young, uh, like you're 13 or 14, you're too you're too young, uh, or you're yeah you're not old enough to be a be a father, but you're still uh old enough to be a dad. Like you could still be a dad and have a kid and da 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 da. da. So you need to be careful about like what you're doing and what you're saying to these ladies. Do you remember that? And he called a certain person's name out specifically. Yep, and
0: he was just like, you could be a father. It's just like, dang, bro. <laughs> it's like, I'm 15, bro.
1: Like, I'm not trying to be... A... But at the same time, this dude was kind of like... Uh, he was talking to older older girls and they were getting, uh, you know, uh, pretty steamy. So I think he did use that opportunity to call that, that guy out.
0: Oh, man. So you divulged on another story. I got to tell about another one. So... Um, I'm actually headed out of country with the dude going on a missions trip and we had to stay behind because, uh, some other stuff that happened, but anyways, we're in line in security and it's just he and I, and, um, I was 16 at the time and he starts going on about, and Chris, I don't know, man. I don't know if I was necessarily what you would consider a ladies man. Like, yeah, I flirted. Don't get me wrong. But like, I never really had no like steady gals in my life. Or anything like that, or I don't think I was actively dating a bunch of people in the youth group or anything like that. Um, but anyways, he starts giving me this whole lecture about how uh, I'm looking in the <laughs> in the wrong pool. He's like, he's like, you like to fish, right? And I'm like, yeah, I like to fish. He's like, well, imagine fishing in the sewer ditch, and it's been stagnant for years. That's what it's like looking in the world. You need to look for yourself a godly woman. That's like that's like fishing in the stream of life. He's like the most pristine stream you ever saw. And that's where you gotta find your wife. And I was just like, Yeah, I appreciate that. But like I'm really I, again, I'm sixteen years old. I'm really not looking for like a wife or a relationship. I really wasn't even looking for a relationship. I'm just looking to have a good time. Here's right? the
1: thing. I don't know what it was about Micah. And I think I think it was just because the energy that you put off was just definitely like that sixteen horn dog. Like you were just looking for anybody that you think so, for. bro? But like but like here's the thing. Like you weren't rude about it and you weren't vulgar about it. You were just like, yeah, I'm just gonna hit on every girl I see, which is what every fifteen year old, sixteen year old kid does. Like like that's not a problem. So like Micah kind of developed this reputation as like, oh yeah, you got to watch Micah. He's going to go after the... Li-. But he ne- but rarely, not to doggone you, but rarely ever did, did that ever work <laughs> for you. It's not like you were not a problem. You were not a threat. You were probably one of the last people they had to worry about you doing something inappropriate with a girl at the church. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, bro. If, if we're being honest, my game was pretty weak. Like, I, I don't know. Most of the time... <clears throat> like hindsight twenty twenty I think about some of the things I tried to try to spit at and tried to see like oh man see what would stick and boy was I uh Cause I'm pretty bad. On the
1: opposite end, when it did come your way, like when the girls were like trying to flirt with you, it was to- You were totally oblivious to it. It went right over your
0: head. So and sure, sure enough, I was totally oblivious to it. And then when I did catch on to it and be like, "Oh yeah, girl, I like you," they're just like, "Oh yeah, I liked you four weeks ago, and now you're in the friend zone." It's like, "Oh man, my life sucks." And then I just didn't realize. But you know what? Honestly, I think back, and that was probably the best thing. Honestly, if I if I knew how to uh, get with women well back in the day it would not have gone uh, super great but man I'm ready to move on to the next uh, segment if you yeah, are I am. and just one last
1: thing I say that uh, Michael was oblivious I was also oblivious to that as well so he wasn't the only one but yeah I'm ready to move on again
0: thank God or we might have been fathers too soon the next segment is the jelly donut or the jail report which this week we're going to be doing something else it's called a coast guard because you washed up and, uh, yeah, man, we're going to talk about some celebrities that um, they done, man. They they washed up. They used to be good, but now not anymore. So, man, you ready to start? I'm ready, man. I'm going to take you back to a day. Think about it. It's 2005, 8 o'clock. And what's coming on on that Sunday night? It's Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And if you were like my family, it was switching between football and whatever Ty Pennington and the crew were doing over there with Extreme Makeover Home Edition. But it brings me to my first person. Dang, Ty Pennington. We need to call the Coast Guard because you done washed up. Yeah, he's washed up bad. Chris, that man. That man. Have you seen him lately? I think, you know, I saw him doing some other show. It was like a DIY show or something like that. And, bro, not only was he not great on television, homie looked absolutely terrible oh
1: yeah it was like a lottery commercial yeah and he yeah he 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 came down like the chimney upside down but i saw him i was like oh bro you're looking rough he's been on some like not extreme makeover home edition but, yeah, he's been on some, like, home renovation shows, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, like some
0: HGTV kind of stuff. But
1: here's the thing, bro. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I miss Ty Pennington on the cocaine. Like, he's not as fun. Yeah, man. He was all on cocaine in the early 2000s, but now he's not.
0: See, you know, it's, and, you know, he was also drinking a lot. And I just, I'm just saying, cocaine drinking did him a favor. Just like some people. Jeez,
1: cocaine is never okay. Just hear me that. I'm not endorsing. It's, it's
0: not. It's not. But I think we do also have to be honest, like Cat Williams would say. And we do have to be honest and say the facts are Ty Pennington was a lot more funny. Now, I wouldn't say funny, but he was a lot better on television. And he was a lot, I don't know, he was a lot better to watch. So just saying, from an entertainment value, homie washed up. All right, next one. Now talking talk about Michael Myers, old boy from... Call the Coast Guard on him. Mike Myers, man. Your time was the 90s with SNL, late 80s, early 90s. My thing is, why? Did, what happened? What happened? He was funny. All you have to do is keep the same style. Did he just want to diversify or what's going on? No, I, I,
1: I will tell you, though, his style of humor is only specific to that era, man. And so it's, it, it is one of those things of like, His comedy was funny for that era, but, like, now in 2024, it's not that, like, not that funny. I say what you will, like, say what you will about Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey, but to be honest with you, I don't think he would make it in 2024, bro. Like, I think his style is definitely, like, a 90s, early 2000s. Like, even some of the references he makes in Ace Ace Ventura, Pet Detective detective and some of the jokes he makes i'm like yeah bro that was definitely a 90s thing that that would not work today well
0: i mean and you know even jim carrey kind of evolved say um say like yes man right like later on you know into the 2000s he was definitely a different character he was definitely a different character um but say what you will jim carrey is uh still great and Yeah, he will never be on the washed-up list, even if that is the truth, because we love him. Uh, But back to Mike Myers. What I will say about Mike Myers, though, I think we talked about this before. I tried to watch the Pentabrit, and, you know, that had a lot of potential to it. Like, I thought, oh, man, like, this looks like it could actually be funny. That that was not funny at all. They could have done so much different. And I think, I don't know. I don't know, man. Just, he just ain't who he used to be, man. He just ain't who he used to be. Washed up. Called a Coast Guard. All right. So, the next person, and you know what? I never really liked this person from the beginning, and I'm glad that they're washed up, and that is Ellen DeGeneres. I never thought that she was very funny, and she always kind of gave that, you know, I'm a I'm an a-hole vibe, and turns out she was. Dude, I called it for years. I said it for years, and everybody
1: was like, oh, no, you're just saying that because because of her lifestyle. And I said her lifestyle doesn't have anything to do with it. I can just tell that she is just not and like again when she was on the sitcom before she even got her before she even got her show I was like dude you're like you're just not funny to me like you, I don't connect with you I don't get your humor I don't I don't even know what your humor is supposed to be I don't get it yeah I don't I don't
0: understand but even now um you know even Ellen fans right like hardcore fans her shows obviously not on the air anymore because of the controversy that's happened but you know, a lot of her fans even towards the end, was like, man, the show is just not very great. One of the biggest things that was a draw to her show towards the last few years, I feel like were those stupid like games almost that they would do where they would pull people from the audience. But really and truly, again, that was Ellen kind of being an a-hole. Like there was a lot of times where it was like, okay, now she has the choice of like, she would always put people through the absolute worst, right? <laughs> I don't know.
1: It was. She always. Uh, she was a jerk, but she disguised it or tried to disguise it with humor. And I those yeah, I can't type stand of it. All right, we're right. gonna
0: run through the next ones rather quickly. Um, the next one, Cedric the Entertainer. Old Ceddie the Entertainer, which uh, he hasn't he hasn't entertained me for years.
1: He's never entertained me. Boy, oh. let Cat Williams pop off. Cat Williams said that everything that Cedric's ever been in has been canceled, and I'm like, yeah, bro, like I. Even his stand-up, like, anything I've ever watched him in, I've never thought he was entertaining, never thought he was funny. If you got to put the entertainer in your name, dude, you're not
0: entertaining. Bro, it's the, what What can I say, it's the delicious rapper um, factor right there. But something else, too, man, he even, like, even if he was good right now, what makes him washed up, too, What what is he doing? Like, I was over at... um my wife's grandparents' house, right? And we were over there watching TV, and you, you know how sometimes people let the TV just kind of slip, and it keeps on going, you know, to whatever the next thing is on TV. You know, he's got a sitcom. I don't even know what it's called, but, I mean, bro, it's a white people show. Like, it's an old white people show. And that's, that's what he's on, and, it, bro, he's... Not only is he not funny, it's almost... It's just really painful, like the... The wife is the mom from Everybody Hates Chris, and but everybody else in that show is white. Like it's, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but at the same time, it's just like with the canned, you know, it's it's a typical CBS sitcom, right? And you're sitting here just like, man, this guy is really. Washable. And the
1: fact that it's coming out that like he he stole Cat Williams' jokes, like I I don't have respect for you, bro. All right,
0: man, this one is. You know, this one ain't going to be what fries your donuts, but it's going to be close. Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh, yeah, that guy's washed up. I, I mean, he's trying to stay relevant. Um, He's definitely like, oh, yeah, I'm still the greatest in the world. I never thought Hulk was that great. Never been a Hulk fan. And everyone's like, why, Christopher? He's he's one of the godfathers of legends. legends. And it's like Hulk Hogan only cares about one person, and that's Hulk Hogan. Like There have been so many stories that have come out where Hulk was supposed to help the locker room and help them get a title. And then at the last minute, he like, nah, that's not going to work for me. And he's just a very selfish person. But, like, I saw a commercial for the Royal Rumble coming up, and Hulk Hogan was like, yeah, 40 years of Hulkamania, brother. All these stars that you see now, is because of me. da da And it's like, you know what? You never know who's going to show up to the Royal Rumble. I might just have one left in me. And I'm like, Hulk, nobody wants to see your old behind wrestling. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about you. Like you're irrelevant. Like that that era is gone. It's dead. Let me ask nobody, you this: Is he still?
0: Is he still a big cash cow? Like, is it still a big cash grab? No. When he shows
1: up, it, he's not. Like, I mean, if he like kind of shows up again, but a lot of those fans are like, now the person that hit that is kind of taking his spot is the Rock. Like, because all the millennials have grown up. And so now anytime the rock shows up, like that's what the cash grab is, which I'm not a rock fan either, but that's a different story for a different day.
0: Weird, weird side note that I read about. Um, Did you know that, and this is totally different sport, totally different topic, but did you know that Dale Earnhardt is still the highest um, grossing, like as far as like t-shirts and and, um, merchandise? That's NASCAR's number one cash cow, still Dale, Dale Earnhardt. Even though he died all those years oh, ago. Oh yeah,
1: it's because of all the, I don't know, all the red nicks. bro. They love. <laughs> <L>. R. R. <laughs> yeah, I guess,
0: bro. All right, last one on this segment, and we're gonna move on real quick. Uh, David Spade. Oh,
1: jeez, that guy is washed up, dude. Uh, and again,
0: that guy was. Like, I never really liked him, bro. I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was good to begin with. Like he's always been real annoying to me. Like even. In the movies like Tommy Boy and stuff like man, I never liked him. He, he
1: he he is kind of funny, and again, I say kind of funny in some things, but he just seems like, he always seemed like a pervert to me, and also, too, like, I feel like him and what's his name, uh, Rob Schneider, I feel like they always just rode Adam Sandler's coattails.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> Rob Schneider for sure.
1: <laughs> Rob Schneider's never been funny. All right, man.
0: Well, we're going to move on to our next segment, which is the Donut Hole. And we're going to run you through this rather quick, but I think you'll like this one, man. This one's a little bit different. Uh, this Donut Hole, we're going to talk about the origins of old sayings. So, like, just random idioms that you can hear. Um, and we'll go through them and where they came from, man. Some different terms and stuff like that.
1: Okay. I might know some of them. Uh, the
0: first one. The term sandwich. Do you know where the term sandwich came from? Like, I know most people probably know Earl of Sandwich, but do you know anything else about that? All I know is the Earl of Sandwich. That's all I know. All right, so this is the backstory. So, Sandwich uh, did come from the Earl of Sandwich. Now, the Earl of Sandwich is not a particular person, right? There is still, to this day, an Earl of Sandwich. Um, But the particular one that they were talking about was in the 1800s. And, or 18th century, I'm sorry. And pretty much the Earl of Sandwich um, was a gambler. He was a degenerate. He was an alcoholic, a degenerate, and was always broke because of his gambling. So what happened, and it sandwiches, um, two pieces of bread with something in between, uh, was a poor person's meal, right? So it actually became, as or it started off as a joke of like, oh, you're eating a sandwich, like, oh, ha, 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 you're eating a degenerate poor person sandwich kind of thing.
1: I did not know that, but uh, that's... I mean, that makes sense. So, every
0: time we say sandwich, it's, you know, disgracing the Earl of Sandwich name, but nobody seems to know that. So, that was... That Mm. one was pretty interesting. All right, next one. Cat got your tongue. Do you know that one?
1: Yes, I do. Where did it come from? So,
0: um, of course, the meaning is um, for somebody to remain silent or when someone is remaining silent when they're expected to speak, and apparently... Um, There's two stories of how this came to be. One is, one came from the Cat of Nine tails, which is um, a torture device, pretty much. And basically, it would leave the victim speechless. So they would say, oh, what, cat got your tongue because you're getting whipped by it. Or the second one uh, might come from ancient Egypt, where liars' tongues were actually cut out of their mouths as punishment and fed to cats. So then that could also have been Cat Got Your Tongue. So that could have started from there.
1: That's interesting. I never knew that.
0: Um, so the next one, the walls have ears. Have you heard about this one? Uh, no, I do know balls
1: to the wall and where that comes from. but
0: have, have you ever heard somebody use that term? Um, the walls have ears.
1: Oh yeah. I use that all the time.
0: So yeah, basically for those of you who don't know what that means, it basically means somebody could be eavesdropping or, Oh, somebody could else could be listening. So you better be careful what you're saying. Um, so the origin was actually France and it was a particular palace and it was believed that this palace had a network of listening tubes, um, to where it would be possible to hear what's being said in all the different rooms and people say that's how the Queen at the time discovered all the political secrets and plots. Oh, wow.
1: That's interesting. Never knew that.
0: So, yeah, that, that's uh, the possibility of where the term, the walls have ears, come from. All right. The next one, bury the hatchet. Have you heard that one? Uh, Yes, I have. The meaning of bury the hatchet is, of course, ending a conflict or, you know, some sort of fight that's happening. You know, you tell the other person, like, oh, let's bury the hatchet. So... The origin of that, it was a negotiation between the Puritans and the Native Americans here in the United States. Um, and the negotiation was basically uh, that the Native Americans would bury all their weapons, making them inaccessible, therefore literally burying the hat. Wow.
1: That's, uh, that's pretty interesting. All right,
0: man. So last one here. Um, have you heard of, so this one is Cold Feet. You know where Cold Feet comes from? Um yeah,
1: about like um especially on weddings where you're like, Oh I got cold feet and so I ran away. So
0: um and the full meaning too, you know, is um the loss of confidence or something like that and basically you take off. The origin is actually a military term and it was from um it doesn't say from when, but it was basically from warriors who had been standing too long and their feet had been frozen and were not able to rush into battle. And it said because um, they didn't have the confidence that they would go win. So they just stood there. Instead, they got cold feet and they left. That's the origin of it.
1: Oh, wow. Didn't know that.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, I figured break out a few of the the origins. Um, And, you know, there there are some definitely some interesting ones. Um, Okay, let's do one more because this one's good. Big Wig. You know where the term big wig comes from? Oh,
1: yeah. I'm sure it comes from, like, the 1700s and, like, Parliament and all that good job. Yeah, that's
0: pretty, it's pretty close. For those of you who don't know, big wig, uh, especially here in the States, if you refer to somebody like uh, big in power or big up in business, you know, oh, he's a big wig kind of thing. So, the origin is back in the 18th century. So, you, good job there. Uh, the most imp- important political figures would wear the biggest, most flamboyant wigs and, of course, all the influential people had uh, big wigs, so they were called big wigs. And nowadays, same thing. It just kind of carried down. Um, it's interesting how those things carry down. Yes, it is. It's interesting. I got one for
1: you. Have you heard the term saved by the bell?
0: I have, but um, I'm not sure the origin so, of it. So
1: back in the day, um, this is probably around, like, I'd say 1500s, 1600s. Um, with modern medicine, or not modern medicine, with medicine, a lot of people were getting pronounced. Um, dead but they really weren't dead oh misdiagnosed. yeah yeah,
0: would, yeah i think i see yeah, where you're going so they man. would
1: they would get buried alive and um and this is where like the vampires and zombies for folklore comes from um and people would try to like get out of their graves and some of them would be able to bust out of them so uh, but they found out that there were a lot of people that were dying because they really weren't dead they were alive so that what they would do is they would tie bells around their hands and so if someone accidentally got buried alive they would just like try to move and shake the bell and then there would be a person that was um on the quote-unquote graveyard shift um that's also another term and so they would go and dig up the person and so they wouldn't be buried alive so that's where the term saved by the bell comes from yeah it's not
0: interesting interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Interesting stuff. I love stuff like that. Yeah. It's
0: all little stuff that you say on a daily basis, but you, you never know what that comes from. And a lot of times, sometimes it's a very literal meaning and you go, Oh wow, that is extremely literal. And then there are some times where it's like, okay, it's kind of, kind of weird how that came about. Um, but all right, man, let's switch gears and, um, man, let's get the heat pumping in the fryer's Cause it's time for what fries my donuts, Chris. What fries you oh, up? You're gonna appreciate
1: this one. I do not like people that complain, but when you try to offer them a solution, they don't like your solution. They just really want to complain, and they don't want to hear your solution.
0: Preach, brother. Preach. No, keep on going. I'm just I'm yeah. Just... I'm
1: telling you, man. I people. You'll be like people will be like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so tired all and, and I just work way too much. I'm just so tired and I'm, and then you're like, well have you thought about taking a day off? Oh I can't take a day off. I got so much to. I got so much to do And then it's like, well maybe if you um, well tell me all you got to do they tell you like you know what well, you could really push that to Monday and you could save that and maybe you could do this on a different day and just rearrange your schedule and then they're like huh. they really just want to complain and they really don't want their situation to get fixed. They just want to complain about it. And it's that victim mentality that I don't like. And it's like, well, I guess I'm always going to be this way. And I just hate how my life is. And dah, dah, dah. And it's like, well, are you doing anything to change it? Well, no, I don't want to. And any possibility you offer up, then they just have a problem with it. And I don't Yeah. Like and
0: the, the hard part, too, is finding out. Because early on, when you're dealing with a person like that, before you fully identify, like, okay, this is what's going on. You legitimately think like, oh man, their life really is kind of um, in an upheaval and everything. But the more you get into it, the more you realize, oh no, they just like to complain. There's a lot that could be done differently, but they just choose not to. And most of the time, man, it's hard and it's a hard lesson to learn, but you just might as well save your breath. Because again, like Chris said, all they're trying to do is they're trying to get the pity points. And if you're not providing the pity points, they don't want your solutions, man. You know what they want from you? They want you to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. That's I mean, don't be sarcastic. But they want you to be non-sarcastic. Oh, I'm so sorry for them all the time. That's exactly what they want. They want the attention. They want all that. Man, don't be doing none of that. We ain't trying to have none of that energy around us. We trying to level up in life. We ain't trying to have all that crap.
1: Also, too, again, we kind of talked about this last week. But some people are like, "Oh yeah, my boyfriend or my girlfriend, they're so horrible, and they do all this and da 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 da." It's like, well, why don't you leave them? But I love them; they're so wonderful. And it's like, bro, why do you just want to talk crap about the person that you're with? Like you just like you just want to be like, "Oh yeah, da 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 da." This person's awful. And then like you get around your you know your friends or your girlfriends, and they're tearing everybody's spouses down. Like people just want to complain and gossip. And I. I can't do that, bro. Like I got too many things I got to do to sit around and and then to have time for people that just don't want to do anything with their life. They're just bumming around doing the same thing that they did 10 years ago in Augusta, Georgia. I'm sorry. That's another rant.
0: Yeah, that's another, that's another rant, but I get it. Or the same things in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. We calling y'all out. Um, Cause listen, I'll be, I'll be seeing y'all. One of the best things about nowadays is social media is guess what you get to see what everybody else is doing and i see y'all bum behind sitting around there but anyways that's a whole different subject that's a whole different subject don't open that can of worms christopher yep. don't do that's it that's
1: all i had to say about that i'm just t- if you're going to complain about something <laughs> i get that there is a time to just vent i totally get that that's very much needed where you just need to vent but if you are constantly and it, this is like a chronic Thing that you're constantly complaining about, and you're not wanting to do anything to change your situation, then you have
0: a problem. I ain't gonna feel yeah, bad I for you. Don't feel bad. Like, like my thing is, if there's tangible things you can do, and you just decide not to, uh, you can't. You can't feel bad. Like what? You know, is what it is, man. Pretty crazy stuff. But anyways, let's move on into our improv segment, which is our mystery donuts. So what are we doing for impromptu? We're this week, gonna do man. the questions only game
1: where we have to ask each other or drive a story only asking each other questions. It's kind of a a little bit a harder of a game, but I like it. It keeps me on my toes. But I have a uh I have a suggestion for one of them. We'll do two, but I have a suggestion for the first one. Doing the taxes because it's tax season, baby.
0: Oh man, it's tax season, man. It's tax season, which I owe taxes this year, which is BS. But anyways, we're going to talk about that. Um, Yeah, man, doing taxes. You want to start it?
1: Are you filing with TurboTax this year? Why not
0: H&R Block?
1: What exactly is a 1099? Why
0: are you asking me for?
1: Should I, should I claim my dog as a dependent this year? Is your mom a dependent this year? Are you really gonna ask me about my mom if she's a dependent? Why wouldn't I
0: ask if your mom's a dependent? Do you not know that my
1: mom can claim me as a dependent? Why would you be able to do that? Weren't you aware that I had to move back in with my mom last year? When did this happen? Did you not hear about the, a little thing
0: called COVID of 2019 and I lost my job? I don't remember this day I said that question. Um, man that's hard so you got me there um sometimes it's hard because you, you just want to be saying statements anyways yep. all, right, all right i'll do the next one um i don't know why mainly because i'm looking at something military at boot camp all right i'll start okay when is this supposed to start what time is chow is that the drill
1: sergeant did you hear that <clears throat> did you hear that he kicked five guys in the face last year did
0: you hear it might be chuck Norris? where do you
1: think we're gonna get stationed after this
0: what time does it look like we're going running in the morning are they
1: gonna get mad because i forgot to bring a toothbrush where am i supposed to why is the drill sergeant yelling in that guy's face why doesn't he yell at me do you get off on something like that why would you ask me that question why would you want him to yell in your face do you really want to know is it okay for him to hit people like that well
0: why wouldn't it be
1: don't you read the laws? Isn't it illegal for him to hit people in the face now?
0: I don't know what to come back from that. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do one more?
1: Uh, We can move on to the
0: eclair. All right, man. So our next segment is the eclair, which is our positive advice. And, uh, man, I think I went last time. So if you want to kick it off.
1: Oh, yeah. I got another leadership thought for you, man. Uh, another leadership thought. So. Again, I am totally stealing from John Maxwell's five levels of leadership, so do not quote me. This is not a Christopher uh, quote, but John Maxwell has five levels of leadership, right? So if you think of it like a pyramid, at the very bottom, you're in a leadership position, right? And people are going to follow you only because of your position, because they have to. What you want to do is get to the next level is where people are following you because they want to because you have a relationship with them. Then you want to get to the next level where people uh, follow you because of the results you produce. Then you want to get to the next level level four because people uh, know what you've done for them. Right. You're developing other people. You're taking people under your wing. And then the next level, the fifth one, people follow you because they know what you're about and your reputation. Right. And so. Fifth is like the ultimate peak, but a lot of us stay at that level one because we're like, oh yeah, I'm the boss. I'm in charge. Like people got to do what I say. But I found that in order to lead people well and to get more done in the organization, you have to create relational equity with people. And again, you don't have to be their very best friend, but like checking in on them, being like, hey, how are you doing? Taking a interest in their personal life. Again, like I said, you don't have to be best friends, but letting them know, hey, like we're in this together. I'm not lording over you. Like, I'm not just pointing and barking orders. Like, I'm in the mud with you, and we're going to get this done together. And that's when you start moving up those levels of leadership. And the more, the higher you move up, the more you get people to follow you. And so, yeah, that's a little leadership tip from uh, John Maxwell via Christopher. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, there we go. Good stuff, man. Um, so, mine for this week... It's really, really hard, and I'm going to use a uh, aviation analogy. It's you always take off and you always land in the wind, no matter into the wind, no matter when um, life is getting tough. Whenever life is kind of not tough, you always got to think whether the wind's calm or the wind's blowing. That's always the direction you have to land within. It's never going to be easy to do anything, and it's definitely not going to be easy. Um, Starting something or finishing something, right? So the thing is, remember, you're going to face that resistance. But most of the time when you're facing that resistance, it means that you're pushing on what you need to push on in order to make your life better or to take that next step and whatever your goal is. So just remember, man, you feel that wind against you. All that's going to do is lift you off. And if you feel that wind against you and you're slowing down, cause you're about to finish up, whatever it is, uh, it's going, it's going to take you home as well. So just remember that. Um, but yeah, man, what a, what an episode. You gotta, gotta love it. Um, You know, went a little long, but you got to love those little long episodes because we we like to talk. We like to talk. So that's good stuff, man. But at this point, we're going to plug everything. Um, Got to talk about it, man. We've changed up a few things, right? We changed up a few things. At this point in the episode, I normally tell you to go to our socials. um, And I'm going to tell you to do the same thing. But uh, Facebook, Instagram, we are Trash Can Network at Trash Can Network. So go find us over there. Like, subscribe, all that good jazz. But Chris, I don't have anything else. Um, Do you have anything else before we take this donut box out to the trash? All I have
1: to say is, we are the world. We are the children. We're living to... We are Trash Can Nation. Make up (laughs) something, something. So let's start... I don't know what Michael Jackson said on that song. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm ready to take the trash out to the trash
0: can. All right, man. Well, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast.